Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, Managing Editor of Best Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. We're pleased to have with us today attorney Ted Scher from the law firm of Zarwin, Baum, DeVito, Kaplan, Scher, Toddy, PC in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Ted Scher practices law in Philadelphia and New Jersey and is chairman of the firm's Cyber Liability, Privacy, and Data Protection Department. Ted also serves as the firm's Chief Information and Security Officer. He routinely advises his clients on matters involving data security, cyber liability, and insurance coverages, as well as best practice compliance in the storage and maintenance of data. Ted has his CIPP U.S. certification. Ted has practiced law for over 29 years and has tried over 50 jury and non-jury matters to verdicts. He is a board-certified trial attorney. For the third year in a row, Ted has won the prestigious Magna Legal Services National Mock Trial Contest Chopped, which helped raise money and awareness for the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. In 2015, Ted was also appointed as a co-dean for the CLM School of Cyber Claims. He will oversee the faculty and executive council of claims professionals for implementing and instructing the school's cyber claims and coverage curriculum, which is a three-year course resulting in a certification for a successful completion. Ted, we're very pleased to have you with us again today. John, thank you, and thank AM Best for uh, this afternoon. Today's topic centers on the steps that a business can take to help prepare for and minimize the chances of a cyber data breach. And Ted, can you start off by telling us what costs a business faces when we were talking about a cyber breach? Sure. You know, John, even before we get to that, the issue facing all businesses today, small, medium, and big businesses, what can we do to protect our company from being a victim of cyber fraud and the very significant monetary damages and reputational harm that will result when your data is breached? We look at the very influential and important Verizon study of 2015 on data breach. And what we know is that the crown jewels, what these criminals are after, is information, personal identifiable information, personal health information, and PCI payment card information. Those are the crown jewels. That study tells us that the average settlement is about $880,000. The average legal cost is well over $400,000. Average crisis services is about $500,000. And what we know is that for the average record lost, it's about $200 per record. So you do the math and you realize a business loses 100,000 records, that's a lot of money. And Ted, can you tell us where the greatest threat today is for a breach? Is it an international hacker or cyber criminal or something else? Well, you know, most people on the outside who are looking uh, at the problem of data breach and, and security automatically assume that the problem is a hacker somewhere in Europe or in China uh, trying to enter their network. And while that may be true, in some instances, our studies are telling us that the majority of attacks, 37%, are coming from malicious attacks, 29% are coming from actual system glitches, and 35% is coming from human negligence. That means lost computers, it's lost iPhones, it's lost iPads, and it's employees who are not properly trained and are falling for phishing scams and other scams that are allowing the bad guys to get into the networks. Now, we hear a lot about performing a risk assessment. Why is that important when considering cyber exposure? Well, every business has to evaluate exactly what their network is and what they've got. When we talk about a cyber risk assessment, we're talking about evaluating where the weak link is before the bad guy.
guys find it. We're talking about businesses identifying internal and external vulnerabilities. They're businesses that are trying to understand how to detect and how to respond to cyber threats and the things that businesses need to be considering when they're doing these cyber risk assessments are vulnerability assessments, penetration testing, physical security assessment, and of course wireless security assessment. What we see is in terms of vulnerability, we see technical exposure, we see companies that are practicing what we call poor cyber hygiene, we see companies that are allowing access to corporate networks without special security. We see companies that are not tracking mobile devices such as laptops and tablets. And a disdain for multi-factor authentication for email and data access. When a company performs a cyber risk assessment, they start evaluating and seeing their own inefficiencies and deficiencies, which are leading to these cyber breaches and ultimately leading to the type of financial harm that the 2015 Verizon report is telling us out there. Is risk assessment industry-specific? You know, it can be. I mean, certainly every industry um, has a specific risk, but there are risks that are germane to all businesses that we just talked about briefly. We look at things like the National Institute of Standards and Technology, NIST. These are standards which apply across the board and set standards for all businesses, like when logs and files should be backed up, retention periods for archived log files. We look at standard-based assessments to determine what laws and regulations and standards apply to any given industry. As an example, if you're in retail or you're in the hospitality business, we look at the payment card industry data security standards, also known as PCI DDS. This applies to those businesses that are holding and securing credit card information. Investment firms look to SEC safeguard rules, and of course, healthcare looks to HIPAA and things like that. So yes, every industry and every business has its own industry standards, regulations that we look to in order to form opinions regarding risk assessment and how we're best going to protect ourselves against it. What about the development of policies and procedures for cybersecurity? Well, that is certainly an important task for all businesses to consider. You know, as, as we all know, it's not a question of if, but when, in terms of a cyber attack and the securing of data and personal information and PHI. It is important for a company to think about cyber policies before you have an incident. An example, creating a committee of the stakeholders, whether that's the folks in the IT department, the C-suite, or risk management, these are the folks that need to really decode, devise, and drive policies for their company in order to limit or minimize the risk of cyber exposure. Having policies on information privacy, on encryption, on mobile devices, having policies on how to handle new vulnerabilities and how they can be protected and how they can be detected. And, of course, creating a rapid response team and practicing for a breach in a tabletop exercise is essential for any business and every business that stores data and personal identifiable information in PHI and PCI of its customers and its employees alike. Ted, what types of insurance are in the marketplace which conceivably could cover a cyber breach? Well, having insurance first is critically important to anybody that is holding data that is potentially available for breach. In today's insurance environment, certain types of damages arising from a cyber breach can be found in a GL policy. Sometimes they can be found in errors and omission if a shareholder derivative suit is brought against folks in the board, DNO. And certainly crime, theft, and plastic policies can offer protection depending on the nature of the loss and depending on on the uh, wording of the policy. 
and of course, cyber policies. And that, I think, is what folks have to really think about, that today there are, in fact, standalone cyber policies that are out there, but each business needs to ensure that the coverage that is being offered and the limits that are being obtained meet each company's needs. Unlike the policies that we just talked about, the cyber policies are manuscript policies. So there's no ISO forms that deal with one specific cyber policy. So it's very important when a business is out in the marketplace and dealing with their insurance broker, determining the type of cyber protection that they need, that they understand what their vulnerabilities are, that they understand the type of information that they have, and that they understand the kind of risk that they need to protect and negotiate within the policy and within the language of those policies in order to adequately protect themselves from the risk that they have and the exposure that they're exposed to. Ted, thanks very much for joining us again today. Thank you so much. That was Ted Scher from the law firm of Zarwin, Baum, DeVito, Kaplan, Scher, Toddy, PC in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Special thanks to our producer today, Brian Cohen. And thank you all for joining us for the Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, visit podcast.insuranceattorneysearch.com or go to online directories such as iTunes or Google or Yahoo's podcast directory. If you have any suggestions for a future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast.ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, and now this message. Best's directory of recommended insurance attorneys is used by decision makers at insurance companies responsible for selecting legal counsel and representation. The printed directory is distributed annually to insurance companies, non-insurance companies, third-party administrators, and corporate counsel around the world, and the online edition is accessible throughout the year. Your listing in Best's directory of recommended insurance attorneys is the most effective way to ensure that thousands of potential clients have access to your outstanding credentials. Here's why you should be listed in the number one insurance insurance attorney reference. Your firm's credentials will be listed in our comprehensive reference guide, which is made available to thousands of insurance professionals globally, both in print and online. AMBEST listees are recognized as the most qualified in their field to represent the unique needs of insurance companies. Key decision makers rely on the directory to take the guesswork out of their selection process. They know that only the best are listed, those firms with a proven track record of excellence who are recommended by their insurance industry clients. And remember, one low rate guarantees year long visibility for your firm. We invite you to use our web application process to apply for a listing today. With our reasonable rates and broad exposure, there's no more effective way to get the attention of the insurance industry. For more information about Best's Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys, visit www.insuranceattorneysearch.com.